Welcome to Real Film Review, the show that delivers short spoiler-free reviews of films, TV shows, and limited series, followed by a deep dive discussion. Brought to you by your host, Chris Cheney. Here is Real Film Reviewed. Welcome to a special episode of Real Film Reviewed. This is the first episode of new segment, Script Reads. In the Script Reads segment episodes, I will be reading from original scripts I've written. The first read is based on the characters and film 13 Ghosts, released in 2001. This is a limited series that I've written, which focuses on the backstories of the 12 ghosts in 13 Ghosts. Each episode within the series I have titled by chapter, not to be confused for a novel. This is an original script and I will be reading it as a script with the action and dialogue of each character. I will release these monthly. I've been looking forward to sharing this with you all. Let's get into the first read. Exterior, Family House, Day, Year 1983. The camera pans over neighboring bushes to reveal a beautiful three-story cottage-style home. With large windows, blue shutters, and a white front door, we hear music playing. Interior family house, moments later. Sean appears half-dressed, walking between the closet and the bathroom as Marie steps out of the shower and puts her robe on. Sean. Honey, have you seen my blue and red tie? The striped one? Yes, that one. Marie hands Sean the tie that was draped over the stand-up mirror near their closet. She leans in and kisses him as she hands him the tie. Sean, I can't afford for anything to go wrong today. I know it's a big day for you, honey, but please try and relax. I can't. There's too much writing on this. The steal I make today is going to set us up for life. This house, this is just the start. I know, honey, you do too much for us. Sometimes I feel I don't do enough. Well, stop feeling like that. Is Billy up yet? Gosh, it's got to be time for him to... I'll go get Billy up right now. Don't worry. I'll have breakfast on the table in 10 minutes. Are you still going to be able to pick up the cake? I thought you were going to ask Pauline to do it. Sean, she's already doing so much. She's getting the balloons, the gifts. She's picking up your mother from the airport because I don't know why the woman can't simply... I will pick my mother up from the airport. That's not until what? Six o'clock? 4.30, Sean. How are you going to manage that? Honey, by the time I get the cake and get back here, it will be damn near melted. All right, fine. I'd rather have the cake here than your mother anyway. If you happen to forget her, it won't be too big of a loss. (laughs) You're the best, sweetie. Sean kisses Marie as she walks out of their bedroom door. Interior family house moments later. Billy is asleep in his bed. The camera pans over the cowboy-themed room. We see a long-sleeved black shirt with a bolo tie around the collar with some jeans and black boots. Marie opens the bedroom door and calls out to Billy. Billy, Billy, honey, it's time to get up, birthday boy. Mm, Do I have to? Yes, right now, and brush your teeth and come right down for breakfast. Your father is already almost downstairs. Okay. Billy climbs out of bed and he's wearing tidy whities no shirt, and a bandana with a feather in the back. Marie. Hey, chief, make sure you take that off before you come down for breakfast, okay? Can't I wear it? We already discussed this yesterday. You know how your father and I feel about it. But it's just a feather. Who cares? That's enough, Billy. When you're playing, it's fine, but we'll be taking pictures at your party today and your father doesn't want pictures of you and a feather. Now put it away and you can play with it later. But I want to wear it now. Sean enters and snatches the bandana away from Billy, giving him the sternest look. Get downstairs now. Interior family house moments later. Billy and Sean are sitting at the breakfast table. Sean is eating rapidly and Billy is letting the cereal in front of him get soggy. Marie. Billy. You better eat that cereal that you asked for. Sean stands up and takes the cereal from in front of him and puts it in the sink. Sean, listen, Billy, I'm sorry about last night. I know how you felt about that girl, but Leanne, I know how you feel about her, but listen, 
It just isn't something you should be doing right now. Her parents may have gotten the wrong idea about things, son. But she likes me, and I like her. I know, son, and there will be time for that, I promise. Let's have a good time at your party tonight, and we'll talk about it later. Man to man, huh? Okay. Okay. I love you, son. I have to go. You wish Dad luck on his big day? Good luck, Daddy. Hey, thanks, bud. Sean kisses Marie and grabs his suit jacket. Sean. All right, I'll see you both later for party time. And you'll pick your mother up at 4.30. And I'll pick my mother up at 4.30. And a bottle of champagne for my lovely wife. Charmer. Bye, honey. Good luck. Thanks, babe. Love you. I love you. Exterior, Sean's office, later that morning. Sean pulls into his parking space at his stockbroking firm. He is on his cell phone. He gets out, walks around to the trunk. Sean. Yes, sir, Mr. Fazelli. It's all here. No, no, I promise, sir. There won't be any mistakes. Good. I don't have to tell you how much is riding on this deal, Sean. Mr. Monsini isn't thrilled about having to find a new advisor, but you came highly recommended. I don't have to tell you what will happen if this doesn't pan out. Of course, sir, I know the risk, and I can assure you it's a sure thing. I confirmed this morning with the company who was launching the tech everything is gold. Everything isn't gold until it's gold. Remember that, Sean. Call ends. Sean looks at his phone and looks anxious for a moment before grabbing his briefcase, suit jacket, and walks into the building to his left. Interior, family house. Meanwhile... Marie is preparing appetizers in the kitchen when her phone rings. She dries her hands in the hand towel hanging from the oven handle and answers her house phone, on, which is mounted on the kitchen wall. Marie. Hello, Michael's residence. Hello? Marie hangs up the phone, takes a step towards the island of the kitchen when the phone rings again. She turns and answers it again. Hello, Michael's residence. Again, there is nothing heard on the other end. She walks to her appetizers and continues slicing hard-boiled eggs into halves. The phone rings again. Marie. Listen, I've had enough of the prank calls, all right? Susan is heard on the other line. Hello, Marie? Yes? It's Susan, Marie. Susan, oh, right. Well, what a way to answer the phone when someone calls. Is Sean there? Does he know that you answer the phone like that? No, Susan, he isn't home. He works during the day. And I'm sorry, there was... That's right, you'll be the one home when I call during the day, during the week. Well, listen, my flight is getting in earlier. Is that a problem or will I have to call a taxi? Uh, no, you know what? Let me call Sean. That's good. Yes, call Sean. Tell him the problem and he'll fix it for you. I suppose you wouldn't be able to drive here with everything that you've got going on at the house. Yes, Susan, Sean drove to work and mine is in the shop until Tuesday. It's the 4th of July after all. And fine, fine, dear. Listen, do you need me for anything else? I didn't expect a debacle. I just thought I would inform you the flight was coming in an hour early. No, Thanks, Susan. I'll call Sean, and um, don't worry, I'll make sure to... Um, the line goes dead, and Marie shakes her head in annoyance. She picks up the receiver again and dials a number. Interior, Sean's office, moments later. Rachel enters Sean's office as Sean speaks with Mark, who is sitting at his desk across from Sean. Rachel. Excuse me, Sean, your wife is on line, too. Thanks, Rachel. Can you grab me another cup of coffee, please? Sure, sir. Cream, no sugar? Hazelnut cream, please. You're the best. Rachel walks out. Mark turns to Sean with raised eyebrows. You're not banging your secretary, are you, Shanzi? The hell is wrong with you, man? I'm just saying, it looked like she was, you know, shut up. This is my wife. Yeah, yeah. Sean picks up the phone and presses a button. Hello? Hi, honey. How's your morning going? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. What's up, babe? Your mother called and her flight is getting in an hour early. I know you have a busy day, but with my car, I... It's fine, babe. I'll, I'll make it work. You got the cake, right? Yes, I have Brian bringing that. Brian, huh? That uh, guy from Moms and She or whatever? Moms be free, and he's a single dad. He's a nice guy, Sean. Yeah, I know. It's just a little weird. Listen, I've, I've, got, I've got my mom. You just take care of things for Billy, okay? Thank you, honey. I love you. Have a great day. I'll see you later. Bye, babe. 
Sean hangs up the receiver and Rachel walks back in. She places the coffee on his desk and turns the mug so the handle faces Sean's hand. She smiles and walks away. Thank you so much, Rachel. You're welcome, Mr. Michaels. Please let me know if you need anything else. Now see, you called me Sean earlier and you almost had it. I'm <laughs> sorry, Sean. There we go. Rachel walks out of Sean's office and shuts the door behind her. Sure you're not tapping that big dog? I'm sure. Mind if I give it a whirl then? Actually, yes, I do mind. I don't need her getting as unfocused as you. She's actually a good assistant. How hard could it be to balance your schedule? What do you have, like three accounts? Laugh now, but the deal I just made will leave me well paid for the next ten years. What deal? You've got penny accounts, right? Sure. Come on, Sean Z. I brought you in here. I practically gave you your first account. Spill it, man. A little tech startup in Connecticut just finished final testing on a sleek bulletproof vest for civilians. The material is lightweight and can be worn safely right under your suit without anyone seeing a thing. Supposed to stop a pump-action shotgun inside of six feet. And what's the value in that? Are you kidding me, man? You mean to tell me you wouldn't get one if you could? Who would take a shot at me? I'm a stockbroker. I make people rich. No one wants to kill me. Maybe not you, but presidents, public officials, those who can afford the investment and need the discreet protection. Not bad, not bad, I guess. But even final testing isn't enough to generate public interest, you know that. It's been advertised at every tech convention since January, all leading up to the 4th of July release. That's why stockbrokers come into the office on the 4th. Any takers? I just landed a new account this week with a sizable investment. Yeah, how much? He just bought 2 million shares. Two what? Yep, just got the transaction receipt. What's your percentage on that? Once it goes live today, I'll hit my usual 30%, but I also arranged a bonus payable on the release exceeding the initial prediction. Whoa, that's pretty big, Sean. Have you cleared this with Kinsley? No, and you can't say anything about it. What? You're crazy. He's gonna find out, man. Look, calm down. By the time Kinsley knows anything, this firm will be so rich, it won't matter what the expectation bonus was. I think it's gonna matter a lot, man. You know all expectation bonuses have to be cleared by Kinsley. It's a tax thing, too. Plus, the company covers any losses made on the guarantees. Do you have this in writing? No, nothing in writing. About the account or the bonus? The bonus, Mark. I'm not that stupid. No, you're just that reckless. It's going to be good. Just wait and see. All right, man. I got to head out. Get some work done. You free for lunch? Uh, We'll see. I got to pick up my mother from the airport. The famous Susan Michaels. Give her my best. Give it to yourself. You're going to Billy's party later, right? I forgot to tell you. I got this meeting out at Topanga, man. I can't. Tell the mini monster I'll bring him his present by tomorrow, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a panga. What the hell is in Topanga? Wouldn't you like to know? See you later, man. Mark walks out and passed by Rachel. He smiles at her as he turns and walks away. Rachel grabs a notepad and walks into Sean's office. Sean comes up behind her and locks the door. They embrace and kiss as Rachel drops her notepad and the pen and throws her arms around Sean. Rachel, we really need to stop this. Why? You found someone better? No, but your pervert buddy out there was ready to ask me out today. Don't think I didn't hear him. At least you would get a decent meal out of him. That guy is... Pretty eager to please. Yeah, well, maybe I'll let him take me out. At least he's not married. Do you know how much I would have to pay to get divorced right now? Besides, it's way better not dealing with me full time. Believe me. Oh, I don't think it would be so bad. Sean lifts Rachel up and sits her on his desk as she begins to take his clothes off. Exterior family house later that day. Marie is helping the server set things up for Billy's party. Alice enters and helps Marie place serving tray stands on the outdoor table. Alice. You don't need to be doing this, Mrs. Michael. We got it. Oh, I'm just anxious. Whenever Sean's mother comes into town, I just can't focus on any one thing. I know how that is. When Jim's mother came to town, I used to barter with my friends to help clean the baseboards and walls before she came. 
Served him some of my famous hooch while we did it, so it was nice and relaxed by the time she got in. <laughs> I can never do anything like that. Every time I take a drink, a wave of sleep can come over me. What was wrong with that? <laughs> Marie and Alice both laugh as the phone rings inside the house. Marie, oh, I should get that. I can get it, Mrs. Michaels. You should go rest. I need to make sure Sean's mother isn't here already or something worse. What could be worse than that? They both laugh as Marie exits. Interior family house moments later, Marie walks into the main room to answer the phone. Marie. Hello, Michaels? Res Marie Michaels. This is? Who may I ask is calling? Your husband is a dead man. What? Hello? Hello? The line goes dead and Marie hangs up and dials a number. Interior Washington Airport. Meanwhile, Susan sits awaiting her flight, her legs crossed as she reads from a novel. They call a flight number and she gets up, closes her book, and begins to walk toward the gate. The camera pans out to show a TV with a news story playing. It shows the headline, Tech Company Declares Bankruptcy After Fatality During Testing. Interior Sean's office moments later. Sean and Rachel are straightening their clothes. Sean walks over to his desk and opens his computer. He sees something and begins typing rapidly. Rachel. Sean, I meant what I said. I don't think it would be so bad. What are you talking about? You know, being around you all the time. I've been thinking about us a lot lately and I think we could have something special, you know? Sean continues typing on his computer and checking his watch. Sean, what the hell? This can't be right. Are you listening to me? Rachel, look, this isn't anything that we talked about, okay? This is a little much for me right now. I know, and I know you're married with a son. Listen, I, I can't have this conversation right now. I need to figure this out. Let's, let's talk later, okay? Sure. The phone rings and Rachel walks over and answers the phone from his desk. Rachel, Kinsley and Greenworth, Sean Michaels' office, how may I help you? Yes, one moment, Mrs. Michaels. I'll see if he's available. Rachel presses a button and sets the receiver down as she looks sternly at Sean. Sean, tell her I'll call her back. Take a message if she leaves one. Rachel turns and walks out. She answers the phone on her desk as the door to Sean's office closes behind her. We hear her connect with Marie. Rachel. Hi, Mrs. Michaels. He is on a conference call. He said he'll call you. The receiver goes dead. Interior family house moments later. Marie slams the phone down and plops down to the ground. Alice runs up to her. Are you all right, Mrs. Michaels? Marie. Marie appears in shock as Billy runs down the stairs with two other boys. Marie. I don't know what's going on. I just got this call and Sean isn't answering. Oh God, people are already starting to arrive. What call? What's going on, Mrs. Michaels? They said Sean's a dead man. What? You got to call the police, Mrs. Michaels. What if it was just a prank? What, can't you get in trouble for false reporting or something like that? I don't know, Mrs. Michaels. That's not really something someone jokes about. And they called? Yes, just, just a second ago, before I called Sean's office. Let me just wait until Sean's, Sean calls back. He was on a call and couldn't take mine, but he should call back soon. Let's go get you some water. Come on. Alice helps Marie up and they walk toward the kitchen. Exterior shipping yard, meanwhile. Jimmy, Mick, and Bobby are all standing around the dock in suits when a limo pulls up. Bobby opens the car door and Mr. Frizzelli steps out wearing a really nice blue pinstripe suit. Bobby. Good afternoon, Mr. Frizzelli. What's the deal with this vest thing? Jimmy says it was supposed to blow up, but flopped instead. It was a bulletproof vest, and the company was supposed to announce the tech today. Instead, they went bankrupt. That seems like a pretty flimsy fucking deal. Who set that up? We had a guy inside, a new broker. Guy had a good rep. We needed a new guy fast after we took care of the other guy at the other firm for skimming. Well, that still sounds risky. Whose call was it? Mine. And you watch your mouth about family plans, Mick. Your father was never quite smart enough to get his own shit off the ground. We had to make this move quick to not lose more money on the deal we made with the last rat fuck. Mr. Fazelli, I just meant if the deal was so sure, how could this have happened? It sounds too much like an inside job. 
How could they not know that this would happen? That is what we need to find out. Bobby, have you found Sean yet? He said he spoke with the company this morning. Where the fuck is he? Who the fuck is Sean? Sean Michaels. He's the stockbroker at Kinsley and Greenworth that brokered the deal. Telling you, uncle, you're giving these guys too much fucking room. We should have gone in there hard right from the beginning so he knew not to fuck with us. Are you finished? All you need to know is Mr. Monsini lost $68 million today, and somebody's got to pay. No way Sean's got that kind of money to cover that loss. Keep calling him. You're wasting your fucking time. I say he pays with his life. I agree. We need a broker. Shut up, all of you. He's right. And his family, too. Jimmy, enough. You're fucking crazy. That's enough. Not the fucking kid. If you want to make a statement, I said not the fucking kid, Jimmy. That's the end of it. And lay off the casino. Your father says you're taking too much money. That's the gambler for you. Yeah, yeah. Where can we find this fuck, Bobby? Well, he works for Kinsley and Greenworth, but today's his kid's birthday. Ring-a-ding-ding, I say we show at the party. Take care of it there. Mr. Frizzelli looks at them all and puts his sunglasses back on. Bobby opens the door to the limo. The window rolls down and Mr. Frizzelli sticks his head out. Remember what I fucking said, Jimmy, huh? Leave the kid alone, no one else. The limo drives off as Bobby looks at Jimmy, who takes brass knuckles out of his pants pocket and puts it in his suit pocket. He then pulls out and lights a cigarette. Interior, Sean's office, moments later. Rachel messages Sean on the intercom on his desk as he is typing away at his computer, sweat coming down his forehead. His jacket is off, his tie is loosened, and the top button of his shirt is unbuttoned. He appears anxious and nervous. Rachel. Sean, your wife is on line one for you, and I have a Mr. Frizzelli on line two. Which one would you like me to put through? Neither, Rachel. Neither one right now. Tell my wife I'll call her back. Tell Mr. Frizzelli I'm... I'm in a meeting. This is the third time he's called, sir. You've just had your do not disturb on all morning. What did I say, Rachel? Just do what I said. Yes, sir, Mr. Michaels. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We hear a knock and Sean is shaken from his computer. Mark enters. Knock, knock. Hey, buddy, how are you doing? I, um, I, I need, uh, shit, what time is it? It's three o'clock. What happened to the rollie? I busted it. I have to pick up my mom. Can you, um, can you give me a ride? Dude, are you okay? I heard what happened, man. Listen, man, I need you to give me a ride, please. It has to look like I'm still here. What's going on, Sean? I'll explain on the way. Come on, please, man. All right, but you owe me, and you need to tell me what the hell is going on. Let's go. Sean and Mark walk out of his office door and out to the parking lot. Exterior, Sean's office, moments later. Sean and Mark walk up to his Range Rover and get in. Mark drives off. Mark. All right, heading to the airport. What airline? Uh, Delta. She always flies Delta. Mark and Sean begin driving. Interior, Mark's Range Rover. Moments later. Mark. So what the hell, man? What's going on? The new account I mentioned this morning. Yeah? It's the Monsini family. The fucking crime boss? Are you insane, Sean? You're not a fucking money launderer or tough guy. You're a fucking stockbroker. You can't predict the market, and when you do get lucky, you don't do it with millions on the line from a fucking crime boss. What were you thinking? About my family, man. I just wanted one score, one amount to set me up so I didn't have to stress and worry where the next big fish would come from. The shit keeps me up at night, man. You live in a $3 million house, asshole. Mortgaged it. And just bought another one on it last year. Oh my god, man. It's worse. They gave me a loan for the investment. A signing bonus of $1.5 million. So that has to be covered by Kinsley? Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. 
you made the only thing that could destroy your career part of the contract. I can't even look at you right now. I told you we didn't have any of that in writing, but it's still something that they can probably stick to me. We need to get my mom so that we can get my family. We need to go somewhere. Mark turns into the road, which leads to the airport. They turn to the side of the road by Delta Airlines arrivals. Mark, Sean, you need to leave town. Somewhere else won't be good enough, and it'll put them in danger as well. Haven't you seen mob movies? No, you need to get cash, and you need to get out fast. What time is your mom getting in? She should already be in. All right, all right, calm down. Literally, we're just making me panic, Mark. Sorry, man. But what are you going to do? Do you even have enough to get you out? I still have the advance that they paid me. <sighs> man, I don't know about that. I can't get anything from my accounts that we don't have the time. The hell kind of stockbroker doesn't have offshore accounts. There she is. Sean gets out of the car and runs over to Susan. Mark. Fuck. Exterior, local airport, moments later. Sean takes Susan's luggage, hugs her, and kisses her cheek. They begin walking over to the car. Sean opens the car door for his mother in the front seat. Interior, Mark's Range Rover, moments later. Susan. Well, what a gentleman you are, Mark. You see us coming and you don't open the car door for me or take the luggage from Sean? What are you doing? You're the driver? Yes, ma'am, I'm the driver. Oh, well, all right then, Bentley, drive. Sean places the bag in the back seat and slides in next to it and shuts the door. Mark begins driving. How are you, Mrs. Michaels? Tired, hot, and hungry, darling, but otherwise I've been all right. That's wonderful. Sean in the back seat appears stressed as he looks out of the window and slips down into his seat. Exterior, backyard, at the family house, moments later. Children are running across the lawn as Billy runs with his bandana and feather on. He has a small bow and is chasing other children around. Parents are seen through the tables, talking and holding glasses of champagne in thin flutes. Marie is near the gift table and is greeting guests as they come in. Alice is next to the table, accepting the gifts from the guests and placing them on the table. A couple is seen walking away as Marie turns to Alice. Marie. Alice, I'll be right back. I've got to try Sean again. His mobile phone is not working, but maybe... Didn't his secretary say he left to pick up his mother? Yes, but what? But what? You ready to call the police? I can't call the police without knowing if Sean is all right. Marie and Alice walk back into the house and into the kitchen. Interior, family house, moments later. Alice walks into the kitchen behind Marie. Alice, Mrs. Michaels, this is all kinds of backwards. You need help finding him to make sure that he's okay. I just don't know what Sean could have got himself wrapped up in. Today was supposed to be a big day for him, but I think something went wrong with the company that he was working with. What do you mean? There was this news report after Sean left this morning. I saw the name of the company on something Sean brought home and he talks. I don't know if he thinks I don't care to listen or if he thinks that I don't understand, but I do. And that company that he was working with, they went bankrupt today. And you think that has something to do with the phone call this morning? I'm really afraid that he got involved in something bad. Mrs. Michaels, it's not safe here. You need to call the police at least. Have them come here. Have a presence. Ain't no one meaning anyone harm going to do something with the police right out front. I don't know, Alice. It could be worse for Sean if I do. What if he did something illegal? Mrs. Michaels, if he did something wrong, the police can still help. Anything is better than being dead. I don't know. You don't know us, Alice. I love my family, and I would do anything to protect it. I've known you long enough, Mrs. Michaels, ever since Billy was in diapers and ever since you were scared to be his mother. I knew then, like I know now, you had the strength to be his mother and protector that, that you need to be for Billy. Even if it's from the harm done by his father, Mr. Michaels is a good man. He loves you and Billy and he would do anything for you. But he would understand if you did what you needed to do to keep you and Billy safe. Please, Mrs. Michaels. 
Sean walks into the house and Susan and Mark follow behind. Mark is carrying lug- Susan's luggage. Marie. Sean! Marie and Sean embrace and kiss. Sean grabs her arm and starts to walk towards the laundry room. Sean turns to his mother. Sean. Mom, make yourself at home. I just need to talk to Marie for one minute. Mark, uh, grab a beer outside, man. Chat chat with her and, and uh, introduce her to a few of the neighbors, huh? Listen, man, I got it. Mark, please, man, just do it. Find Billy for me, huh? All right, man, hurry up, though, all right? Mark turns and walks with Susan. Susan. Well, wasn't that rude of him? I wonder what's going on with Marie now. They just have a lot to talk about, Mrs. Michaels. Some things went down at work today. Oh, him and that job, always doing so much to keep Marie happy. Susan and Mark walk through the door that leads to the backyard. Interior laundry room of the family house, moments later. Marie and Sean speak together in the laundry room. Marie. Sean, what the hell is going on? A man called this morning and said that you were a dead man. Sean, what what have you got yourself into? Marie, listen. Did it have anything to do with that company going bankrupt? Sean sighs, closes his eyes, and runs his hand through his hair. Marie, we don't have time for this. We need to go. Alice suddenly pushes the door open to the laundry room. You need to call the police. Shut up, Alice. Marie, where is Billy? He's outside playing with his friends. It's his birthday, Sean. I know. Marie begins to cry. It's his birthday. How could you do this? Marie, come on. Sean walks outside to find Billy. Alice turns to Marie and hugs her. Alice, are you all right? What's going on? We need to leave. You should go too. What about everyone else? Marie looks puzzled. I don't know. Come on. Marie and Alice walk out of the laundry room. Cut to Rubik's nightclub. Interior Rubik's nightclub later. Mr. Frizzelli sits with Mr. Monsini. Bobby and four other men in suits are sitting around the bar while the two sit in a booth together with two glasses of whiskey poured and the bottle on the table. Mr. Monsini is smoking a Cuban cigar. Mr. Monsini, where does that leave us? Bobby, come here. Bobby walks over to the table and does not sit. Mr. Vizelli, Mr. Monsini wants to know where we are without the profits from today. I mean, with the assets, the offshore accounts, the houses, which we can sell after. What the fuck is this? Short answer, Bobby. It's not good. We're not in good shape. What the fuck is it with this jack-off? Can't he give you a fucking straight answer? Mr. Monsini stands up and pushes Bobby. Mr. Monsini picks up a bar stool and smashes it across Bobby's legs. Bobby screams. Mr. Monsini takes the cigar from his mouth and burns the side of Bobby's cheek. Bobby screams again. Mr. Monsini begins hitting Bobby repeatedly. Where's my fucking money, huh? How much fucking money do I have left, motherfucker? Give me a straight fucking answer before I beat it out of you, you motherfucker. Mr. Monsini begins kicking Bobby in the face. Bobby spits blood and is coughing as Monsini kicks his ribs. Monsini takes one final shot to Bobby's face, which knocks him out. Monsini walks to the bar and grabs a napkin to wipe the blood from his hands. Mr. Frizzelli gets up and looks at Bobby. He looks at another man in a suit and nods. Nico nods back and looks at the other three. They all walk over to grab Bobby's hands and feet and lift him. All four walk out. Mr. Frizzelli. Bobby's dead, Frank. Then maybe you shouldn't pick such unqualified pussies that can't answer a simple question when I ask. He was, I know whose fucking kitty is. Does it look like I give a fuck whose kitty is? I put his fucking father down when he thought he could rise up against me and with that fucking gint rat Gambino. Where's my fucking money, Rick? We're on this guy, the broker who fucked us. That doesn't tell me where my money is, Rick. Monsini walks over to the table and grabs a cigar and a lighter from his jacket. He lights the cigar. Mr. Monsini. Where's my money, Rick? 
We're getting it back from Sean, the broker. I put Mick and Jimmy on it. Mick and Jimmy? You trusted getting my money back with Mick and Jimmy? Well, there was more. We were thinking you would want us to get even for what he did, so... I want my fucking money! I know you think because we came up together that gives you a pass. There's no pass, Rick. No pass for you. Everyone is on the hook until I get my fucking money back. I don't care what you do to the little fuck. Just get my money back. We're watching his accounts. He hasn't deposited the advance we paid him, which means he still has it in cash. I don't want the advance back. You don't? I want everything. I want it all back. When you make a deal with me, it's blood. Promised money is the same as regular money. I expect my investment in full. $68 million plus the advance. There's no way Sean's got that kind of money, Frank. Then I suggest you figure out where to find the difference because when I come back from fucking my mistress in the Upper East Side, my money better be here or be on its way. Or it's you, Rick. You were the one that pulled this guy from the other firm. You found this new guy. You paid him the advance. You. Monsini walks away as Fazelli puts his hat on. He walks outside. Exterior Rubik's nightclub moments later. Frizzelli steps outside and waits for his car. Nico stands by. Get the car. We're making a little stop before we go to Sean's. Yes, sir. Nico turns and runs to get the car. He pulls around and opens the door for Mr. Frizzelli. Nico gets back in the driver's seat and drives away. Interior, Mr. Frizzelli's limo moments later. Frizzelli punches a number into the car phone and puts the receiver to his ear. Yeah, it's me. Listen, we got a problem. Interior, Jimmy's car moments later. Jimmy, Mick, and Tony sit in the car loading their weapons while Roy drives the car. Mick, yo, where'd you find this driving Miss Daisy motherfucker? Roy is not a driver. Roy is a lethal weapon. You get a pass this time, Mickey, but show some respect for my new friend. Yeah, yeah, guy never says a word. Creeps me out. Oh, you want someone to talk to, Mickey boy? Fuck you, huh? All laugh. So, uh, what'd the boss say? Car phone rings. Mick answers the phone. Yeah. Yes, sir, Mr. Vizzelli. What? Mick puts the phone down and blocks the mouthpiece so nothing can be heard by Mr. Frizzelli. He says we have to keep Sean alive. What? Why? Says Mr. Monsini wants his money back, plus the promise Sean made. No fucking way. Yes, sir, Mr. Frizzelli, I'm here. Sorry, sir. Yes, sir. We'll take care of it. Mick hangs up the phone. Jimmy, we can't kill Sean. Jesus, fuck. What are we supposed to do to him then? Blow out the fucking birthday candles? Jimmy, Bobby's dead. What? Monsini killed him with his bare hands for not giving him a straight answer about the money. Fuck, man, he's crazy. He ain't so bad. Bobby was too soft anyway. It was a matter of time before he got himself or someone else killed. He's right. Bobby didn't have it. He had a full-ride scholarship to college. Didn't go. Why? His old man. So what does he want us to do? Just get him and bring him back to Monsini so we can ask him about the money. What is that gonna do? Sean ain't got that kind of money. Mr. Fazelli says he just leave him in one piece and bring him to the club. Fine. The car pulls up to the house. Exterior, family house, moments later. Mick and Tony get out and Roy pops the trunk. Jimmy gets out of the car and walks over to Roy and quietly speaks to him. Jimmy, ain't no way this rat fuck gets to rip off the family and not pay for it. You take whoever gets in your way, you hear me? Roy nods behind his sunglasses. Let's go. Jimmy, Tony, Roy, and Mick all walk up to the lawn which leads to Sean's enormous house. They walk alongside the left side of the house. They open the door which leads to the garage. Interior, family house, moments later. They make their way through as Mick, Jimmy, and Tony take their guns out with silencers attached. They walk through the other open door which leads to the backyard. 
Roy takes a bow and one arrow from the garage and follows the group. Sean sees the men walking and hurries Marie and Billy to the other side of the house. Sean, they're here. Take Billy and go. What about you? They've seen me. It's the only chance you have. They want me, not you. Go. We can't go without you. You have to. I'm so sorry, Marie. I love you and Billy so much. Sean, please. Go, now. Marie cries and turns with Billy out of the side door. Sean turns to walk back toward the other side of the house. He looks around and pulls a shovel out of the soil near the garden. It has a sharp edge and Sean touches the tip with his finger. He begins walking toward the other side of the house where the four men were coming from. Exterior, family house, front yard, moments later. Marie and Billy are running toward the cars as Marie looks around. She looks worried. Mom, where are we going? Where is the car? Marie spins around as the camera circles around her and Billy. Where the fuck is the car? Mom, isn't that Mark's car? Your father must have come here in Mark's car. Marie sees the car the men arrived in parked across the street. She looks back at the house and then back at Billy. She walks over to a van and pushes him down. She kneels down to him. Honey, listen, I need to go back inside to get the keys to Mark's car. I need you to wait right here and hide if you see anyone coming, okay? Mom, what's going on? Why can't I go back to my party? I can't explain right now, honey, but please just listen to me. Stay here and hide, okay? When are you going to tell me what's going on? Marie stands up, turns, and looks at the house. As soon as I figure it out, honey. Wait here. I'll be back. I love you. Marie hugs Billy and walks towards the house. She walks to the front door, opens it, and walks inside. Exterior. Backyard at the family house. Moments later. Sean walks around the people at the party, looking for the men, spotting them, and ducking. He moves behind the tables with the small garden shovel clenched tightly in his hands. He moves around the large, cut bushes and finally makes his way by the pool. He walks down the steps to the separate area and immediately pushes against the wall surrounding the pool. He walks around to the other side, staying as close to the wall as possible. He bumps into Billy. Billy, what are you doing here? Mom left to get the keys and I came back because I wanted to be at my party. Billy, it's not safe here. You need to go back with your mom now. Come on. Sean walks with Billy to the other side of the stairs. Sean looks up and appears unsure. Listen to me, Billy. You have to wait here. I have to go up first, okay? But why? I just want to go back to my party. Shh. Billy, listen to me. Daddy Daddy made a mistake at work, and now we're all in danger, okay? So we need to be careful right now, okay? The people that are mad about Daddy's mistake are here to hurt us, okay? What did you do? It doesn't matter, son. Look, just wait here, and I'll signal when you when you can come up, okay? Okay. What should the signal be? Nod once for all clear. Put your hand out for no. Okay, buddy, we'll do that. Wait here. Sean walks up the stairs, shaking, gripping the shovel. He reaches the top of the stairs, and he sees the guests at the party and looks around. He does not see the four men that appeared from the garage. He turns to signal to Billy when he is grabbed from behind. Hiya, Sean. Going somewhere? Tony has Sean with his arms behind his back. He snatches the shovel from his hand and hands it to Jimmy. Looks like someone was planning a little stab action. Jimmy takes the shovel and hits Sean with it. Sean turns back from being hit and now has a cut over his right eye. Please, please, I didn't know this was going to happen, I swear. Not what it looks like, Sean. Not what it looks like at all. You remember Bobby, don't you? Sean nods. He's dead. All on account of you losing Mr. Monsini's money and trying to run. I wanted to kill you. I think you knew this company was going to belly up, and I think you were planning on taking off with our money. But Monsini is the boss. He wants to see you. We'll take you to see him. The four men turn to walk towards the house. Roy is not among them. 
a guest, Peter, walks up to them. Mick to Sean. If you want this guy to live, you better get rid of him. Sean, there you are. We've all been waiting and sure haven't seen Marie in a while. Hey, are, are you okay? Listen, Peter, it's not a good time right now. Not a good time. This is Billy's party, right? Is everything okay? Who, who are your friends? They're uh, business partners. I have some business to do with them, and um, it couldn't wait until tomorrow. It, it won't take long, but but really, please, just find Marie. Like I said, we, we haven't seen Marie for a while, and that's why I was glad to see you. We're all cool in our heels here, and uh, where's Marie, Sean? Please, she, she's she's got nothing to do with this, please. Hey, uh, what's what's going on here, Sean? Are, are these guys bothering you? Jimmy shoots Peter in the face. Blood splashes on the cake and the guests sitting there. They look shocked and then panic. Fuck, Jimmy, let's get out of here now. Place is going to be swarming. Let's move, let's move. Interior, family house, moments later. Susan runs in and finds Alice. Alice, call the police. Alice immediately drops the plate she had in her hands and runs to the phone to call 911. Yes, I need to report, turns to Susan. What am I reporting? A murder. They shot one of Sean's guests, and, and I think they have Sean. Uh, yes, a, a man called this morning threatening the owner of the house, and now someone here is, has been shot, and they have they have Sean. 431 East Greenwood Way. Yes. Yes, please hurry. Exterior backyard at the family house, moments later. The men start moving quickly towards the garage. Marie runs out with a Colt revolver in her hands. She has it pointed at the men. Marie, let him go. Marie, what are you doing? I said let him go now. <laughs> we don't have time for this. Let my husband go now. I know you think he did something bad, but he didn't do it. There's no way he could have known that, that company would have gone bankrupt, and if he did, he never would have done anything with them. Let him go. Roy appears and breaks Marie's neck. He drops her to the ground. Sean, no, 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 Marie. Pick him up. Let's go now. Sean lunges forward and throws Tony over him into Mick and Jimmy. He punches Roy and takes the gun from Mick's hand and runs towards the, toward the pool. Is he crazy? Get him! Jimmy, he took my gun. What? He's got my fucking gun! Tony and Jimmy take off toward Sean and Roy walks with the bow in his hand. He grabs the arrow that he had in his pocket. Exterior, backyard at the family house, moments later. Sean runs to the second flight of stairs where he left Billy. He's not there. He turns and looks at the top of the stairs. He runs up to the top of the stairs and sees Billy opening his presence. Billy! Billy turns and sees Sean. Sean runs towards Billy. Billy stands and looks up. Sean runs toward Billy when Sean's face is sprayed with blood and he closes his eyes. The camera pans around to show the back of Billy's head, an arrow sticking through the back of his head, under his arrow bandana. Sean, no! The camera pans around to reveal Billy's face. The spear of the arrow is sticking out of the front of his forehead under his bandana. Blood is spilling down his face, falling around his nose, and his mouth is open. He drops to his knees and slumps to the ground. Roy pulls back the bow and drops it. Mick and Tony pick up Sean, who is pulling against them trying to get to Billy. No, no, shut up! This all could have been avoided. Exterior, front yard of the family house, moments later. Mick, Tony, Roy, Jimmy, and Sean all walk up to the car. Roy and Jimmy get in the driver and front seat. Mick puts Sean in the car and gets in behind him as Tony gets in on the other side. Sean, I still have the money. I'll give it back. I can get it back to you. There will be time for that. Right now, we're taking you to Mr. Monsini. He'll decide what will become of you. Sean looks down, crying. The men drive off as cops drive the opposite direction as their car, driving toward Sean's house. The camera pans out 
as we see the cars in opposite directions. American Pie Part 1 plays Fade to Black. The song continues. Credits roll. End. Thank you for listening to the first read, The Firstborn Son. Catch you later, everyone. Thanks for listening to Real Film Reviewed. Before I go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Check out the Real Film Reviewed website, real-film-reviewed.productions to stay up to date on episode releases, podcast updates, episode transcriptions, and more. Follow Real Film Reviewed on Twitter at RealFilmPKC. Check out the online store Real Merch to pick up some gear to represent transcription service by podcasting network happy watching everyone